Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. Well, right now we have Chris Habig of Freedom Health Works with us. How are you, Chris? I'm doing very well, Gabby. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for joining us. And so to start us off, please just tell us a little bit of a summary of your journey to what led you to creating Freedom Health Works. It, uh, it, it's a very personal story, as they all are, really, mm-hmm. and, and kind of out of the ashes of a lot of disappointment and mm-hmm. disillusionment, really. So, um, you know, I had a blessing to be both of my parents are physicians. And so I was going to kind of pick up that and because I, I got to see what a cool impact the doctors make in any given community and in the society. Mm-hmm. And here are really caring people who, uh, you know, it's a very good career. Uh, you can make a great living from it. But none of that matters because people only physicians only want to care for people. Mm -hmm. And I got to grow up in basically a doctor's office. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to college. I'm going to go to medical school. This is what I want to do. And I graduated uh, college in 2009 and was going through shadowing and studying for the MCAT. Mm -hmm. And um, there wasn't a single physician, including people in my family who said medical school is a good idea at this point in time. And every single one of those doctors said, don't go to medical school, Chris. I wouldn't go back and be a doctor if I could. Wow. And I'm thinking, holy cow, what, what is going on here where <laughs> some of the most important members in our society and our community are completely disillusioned with their career mm-hmm. and really their calling? Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of looked at that. I'm like, you know what? I always want to do something in medicine. And so you fast forward a little bit. And what we found out is that a lot of the biggest problems that cause issues for patients and for for physicians today in the United States is the involvement of health insurance and Mm -hmm. a lot of just regulations that you can't be a doctor anymore. And all you are is basically a factory worker out there trying to see as many people a day and the quality of care just disintegrates uh, Mm -hmm. when that happens. And so we stumbled on kind of a cool little model here that it just, it's all cash. Um, You join a physician's practice for a low membership fee each month, and you have a zero, zero barriers to care. And -hmm. that's, what's really cool about it. It's called direct care. And so within Freedom Health Works to kind of, you know, summarize it, uh, we really help physicians start these types of practices and we help Mm -hmm. connect patients to these physicians so they can get all the care that they really need don't have to worry about any of the roadblocks or barriers to mm-hmm. ever accessing their physician or being able to afford their care. Wow. And so does the name freedom kind of go into that? Like, why did you pick that word? I may can kind of guess, but if you want to speak on that for a sec. Yeah, we knew that uh, each doctor and, and everybody kind of has their own idea of how they want to practice. And that's, that's what makes our medical system really, really cool is that we have so many different smart people that think, you know, have different theories about, you know, how to practice medicine. Mm-hmm. And they all emphasize that medicine is always a practice. It's never an exact science. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the midst of a pandemic right now, you know, everybody's a little bit different. And to be able to work with a physician so that they can build their dream practice, and they're mm-hmm. able to take care of their 
patients the way that they want to and the way that they know how to. Mm -hmm. That's really where we're like, yeah, all right, there's only one word that we can name this company that really right. describes that and really encompasses those values. And so going from kind of like we said, the world of medicine and being a physician, how has it been then when you were incorporating now kind of the business side of everything when it came to creating this company? I, it, it's really cool because I look back on it and, and, you know, I'm thankful things turned out the way they did. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of times where I second guess myself saying, am I doing the right thing here by not going to medical school and not becoming a doctor? But we come out on the other end of it and we're able to impact so many more people and so many more lives doing this and helping kind of, kind of pollinate this new way of thinking about medical care, um, mm -hmm. that it's, it's vastly rewarding. It really mm -hmm. is. And you get to talk to our clients who are the physicians and they're like, wow, you know, couldn't have done this without you guys. Mm -hmm. And then we hear some of their stories from their patients, um, you know, saving emergency room visits or saving mm -hmm. people from unnecessary surgeries, because now they have a physician who's on speed dial, able to help them out and answer those questions. And uh, it, it's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, our clients are even bartering for services saying, you know, if we work in a rural community, I, they, they accept like a couple dozen eggs each month in order to provide care for somebody. And so we're really getting back to that kind of Marcus Welby, kind of the Norman Rockwell. Right, the foundation, um, right. Yeah, what we think of kind of that romantic view of physicians and, yeah. uh, you know, taking care of, of little, like, little kids and making house calls. That's now a reality. People mm -hmm. are able to form those relationships again and, and really get the care that they need. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And so how does this kind of help as far as like mentally for these physicians, it's like fighting, you know, that frustration, that burnout that you kind of spoke about, how has that helped them in that regard with this new system? Yeah. Suicide rates amongst physicians are now the number one, it's a number one career with, uh, wow. as far as suicide rates go, I know um, that. Mm -hmm. which is really, really sad. Um, mm -hmm. It's happening in medical school. Mm -hmm. So young medical students are taking their lives. It's, it's growing within the residency programs. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really sad. And that's, it's kind of scary from a patient standpoint or somebody yeah. that, you know, as, as, as you have a family and you get older, you know, you're going to need our best and brightest sitting there taking care of mm -hmm. their fellow human beings. And to see the pressures that are put on them from hospitals and from different types of, you know, what we call like the healthcare system, um, it's really scary. And so they go from seeing 30 to 40 patients a day and spending five to seven minutes with them in a typical hospital setting. Mm -hmm. Now, when they open up their own direct care practice, they see maybe six to 10 patients a day wow. and they're able to spend 45 to an hour with them, 45 mm -hmm. minutes to an hour with them. You know, they do virtual care. And so they bring that very important work-life balance. Um, it, it becomes a reality for them where they're not taking two, three hours worth of work home at 8 p.m. and not having any time right. for their family or for their personal life. Um, you know, we we turn to doctors for all of our issues. And I know mental health issues are big time as far as primary care goes. Mm -hmm. um, but we never stop to think how our physicians are and how they're coping with the stresses right. in their life. They're supposed to be superheroes. And um, they're people, <laughs> you know, right. going through struggles and happy times, just the rest of us. Exactly. Exactly. And so if we can lessen that load and free them up to really take care of their people, um, the benefits just abound. They really do. 
And so I can imagine too, it's sort of like a win-win situation as well. Cause like you said, the patients can feel when their physicians are stressed and when they're actually, you know, taking time with them, building that relationship. So really it just works out for both the patients and the physicians to have the physicians in a good mental and physical space. It really does. And and you hit the nail on the head with that one. And Mm -hmm. we look at it as this is the only care uh, model that does not discriminate against patients whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that a lot of insurance-based plans, or even if a Medicaid or Medicare, you're very limited in who you can go see and what kind of services they're able to provide. Mm -hmm. And that has serious impacts on communities. Um, you know, it's considered Medicare fraud to charge a patient less than what Medicare reimburses them. Mm. And so you have well-intentioned government programs getting in the way of care for some of our most vulnerable in society. Right. And physicians aren't able to go up to somebody and say, I'm going to take care of you for free or pro bono if that person is in any type of government program. And so you're looking at this as like, this is totally backwards. Yeah. And so when a physician stops doing business with kind of those insurance and, 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 and kind of government um, uh, entities, they are totally free to price accordingly to the local markets, mm-hmm. whether that is $5 a month or whether that is $125 a month. Um, and they're really able to, again, take care of the most vulnerable people in their society with no, with no barriers to care whatsoever. And so now you've become a prime example, like you said, that things can shift and that we can kind of go back to the roots of why this sort of industry was created in the first place. What do you think it would take for more of a cultural shift just overall across this industry to kind of have more of a system that you've created? A lot of education. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of stuff out there is kind of what you call um, headline medicine. And, you know, again, coronavirus is, Mm -hmm. is... to just kind of wreaking havoc in our society right now. And people don't know where to turn. They don't know who to ask to get real answers. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I saw something today that trust in the American media is at an all time low. Nobody knows what the federal government is doing. And, and that just has that, that stresses people out on a local level. Mm -hmm. And to be able to ask your physician what's going on is going to be very, very valuable. Um, I mentioned the education part of it because that's huge because a lot of people think right now that um, healthcare in the United States and, and market forces and that kind of stuff and transparency doesn't work whatsoever, mm-hmm. but it's the only industry where people walk in to buy a service and they don't know how much it's going to cost. And, you know, as an American consumer, we kind of pride ourselves on having as much information and right. doing a lot of research and looking at Yelp ratings and, and, you know, Googling things and asking people so that we are well-versed customers when we walk in there. Yeah. And for some reason, we don't do that whenever we're sick or we need to talk to medical experts. And <laughs> I have no idea why that is. Right. Um, we just kind of throw an insurance card and say, hey, what's this get me? And uh, we're not even thinking that there's a completely alternate way to buy really great medical care, um, right. same as we would, you know, buying any any other type of service. We sort of accepted the norm that's been given to us for so long now. Yeah. And Gabby, we didn't challenge it, mm-hmm. right? We didn't ask those right. questions of why is this happening? What, mm-hmm. what is going on here? And I, I don't have the answer for that. I really don't. Um, probably be somebody out there who's a lot smarter than me that can explain <laughs> why that is and mm-hmm. how we just accept this really complex system that doesn't work for anybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's leading to a lot of bankruptcies. It's leading to physician suicides. It's leading to sick people not wanting to go get care because they're fearful 
of what the financial impact is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, conditions turn into something else and, and that just weighs down everything. Um, not to mention, you know, personal stressors and all that kind of stuff that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So I, it's an interesting phenomenon and, and, uh, I don't know why it is, but I know that we're doing our best to kind of combat that. And again, show people that, Hey, there's a way to purchase medical care where you don't have to mess with all that song and dance that you, you know, you're upset about. And right. you can know the prices. You can get immediate answers, same day, next day visits. You can text message your doctor, all that kind of stuff and form a real human relationship with it. And, and that's kind of what we look at. You know, we're, we're putting, uh, we're, we're rehumanizing medical care at a time when it's needed most. Right. So it's not like your now can be just an example, even if it's just a small example of things can be different. It doesn't have to just be the norm that's been spoon fed to us for the longest, like you said, that we didn't even challenge. Yeah. Exactly right. And, and that's, what's fun. And, and it's hard. Um, <laughs> we are definitely swimming against the current for sure, <laughs> but we get a lot of cool business owners that call us up and says, Hey, can I do this model? Can I work with your physicians to provide an actual benefit to my employees that they mm-hmm. actually use and understand? And we're like, yeah, you don't have to mess with co-pays and deductibles and maximum right. out of pocket mm-hmm. and limited networks and, you know, really expensive health insurance plans let's take health insurance, have it function like a homeowner's type insurance where we use it when really bad things happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when really bad health things happen, it, it's, it's tough, it's hard, right. but nobody should lose their home or lose their, lose their savings because, you know, we have those instruments there that are insurance. It's a financial tool. Um, typical day-to-day maintenance as far as physicals or if we, you know, Here's a you know fun story that um, my wife was uh, was was cooking dinner and we're in there mm-hmm. and she's using a mandolin right which mm-hmm. everybody I tell this story to they all just they just they just kind of grimace They're like ooh <laughs> I think everybody's cut themselves using a mandolin in the kitchen at some point in time right. and uh, sure enough you know she 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 misses it and uh, takes about a nickel sized chunk out of uh, the palm of her hand right by her thumb. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks really bad. And she's like, what do I do? Do we need to go to the emergency room? And I'm thinking, maybe, but I go take a picture of it and send it to your doctor. Mm-hmm. And so she pays $100 a month to have you know, a, a direct care physician on speed dial, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the doctor gets back two minutes later and we're you know, holding pressure on it. She goes, ooh, that looks like it hurts. Unfortunately, you can't, there's nothing there to stitch up. Cause it was just a chunk out. Right. Okay. It wasn't a slice. And, and she goes, just hold it under cold water and then get some ice on it, keep pressure on it, and then put a bandage on it, tight wrapped, put some Neosporin on it. It it's will heal up. It'll just take okay. a while and be sore. And so just that little example right there probably mm-hmm. saved us a $3,000 trip to the emergency room right. because and time and everything you're kind of panicking. Mm-hmm. You're like, what do I do? <laughs> and then to have that type of medical advice right there when you need it, I mean, insanely valuable just from a, a peace of mind and from a, uh, a wallet standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm sure there's going to be tons of listeners who want more information. Where are the best places to go for information about Freedom HealthWorks or even just about yourself? Yeah, freedomhealthworks.com is the easiest way. Um, you know, we do do a podcast as well. We would tell us all kinds of cool stories and mm-hmm. um you know, we try to try to show people again that there's there's real people doing this and it's making mm-hmm. a real impact. But uh, you know, a lot of people call it direct primary care is kind of the industry term that's growing from a grassroots movement. 
Um, but yeah, check us out online, freedomhealthworks.com. And, uh, you know, welcome to the direct care movement, uh, as we yes. call it. So we could, uh, everybody's able to jump on the bandwagon. There's plenty of room to really, uh, to build this and show that, Hey, you know, people want medical care with no barriers and it's out there. It's, it's actually very, very easy to get. And if there's a bandwagon to jump on, this one is it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear that. Wonderful. Chris Habig, thank you so much for your time and joining us today. Gabby, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag Conscious Business Leader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement. Thank you.